This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast. Tales from the Yawning Portal. A Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition campaign. Session 11. Quartz Toil Tower. Welcome, friends. Welcome back. Telling you all about the Jadehawks, everybody's favorite troop of near-duel adventurers. So, last time, they were traveling from Mirabar, and they came across Gritz Gorik, a gnome tinkerer who's being attacked by some kind of weird disembodied hands. Uh, the oh, party yeah. daringly saved him. That was messed up. <clears throat> And he uh, told them that they were a cargo he'd picked up. They were a cargo he'd picked up in Blackford Crossing. So the party, of course, decided to you know escort him back there and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, they talked to an elven mage, who told them that these were strange hands that came off of some golems, um, and they had like a weird necromantic energy around them, which is different for golems because they normally don't. They're just artificing. Thank you, Plot Drop Elven Mage. Um, well there, you decided to visit the Glitterholm Goldust Bank, locally run by all the halflings in town, uh, to attempt to open an account and deposit all of your newly acquired wealth from the Dragon Horde. It's a lump sum. It really is. So you, you drove your wagon of gold and melted things into their back stable. <coughs> and they started appraising it and processing it. And while that was happening, there was this incredible disturbance outside as this large thing like that sort of rampaging through the market. Uh, the party valiantly assaulted it and defeated it, uh, at which point they were thanked by a town guard named Anthron, also a halfling. Uh, he informed you that these constructs have been attacking a town periodically for several months now. Those kind of come in. The town has a system in place where they'll kind of lead them around by, you know, attacking them in turns, and then they'll, they'll turn and follow whoever attacked it last, and they can lead them into pit traps and things like that. Which is also, coincidentally, where the hands that you defeated earlier came from. They're from constructs they had you know, sold them for scrap parts because they thought they were dead. You did some research on where they're coming from, and if I remember correctly, you actually got all of the information? I don't remember how far we got on this. That's the one part I don't get. Um, I'm just going to say you're done with the investigation because otherwise it's just too painful. So you were able to discover the name Quartzfoil on some of the armored pizzas, and yes. then link that to the name Penerol Quartzfoil, <coughs> who was an old gnomish artificer. Um, he and his family came through the area sometime ago and built a tower in the northern hills somewhere. Uh, you were able to trace that back in the library to find some, some supply letters and kind of writs of 
payment and things like that in the library for like what's the word I want to use like legal documents saying basically saying hey we give you this much like contracts specifying like supply runs and things like that like that would be delivered and purchased and things like that um, for the quartz toil tower in the northern hills with kind of directions to get to it in the map and that was where we ended who's gnomes right Yes, it's the, all quartz tiles, the quartz tiles were all gnomes. The towers mostly halflings with some humans in it. Friendly little folk. Breed so, like rabbits. What would you like to do? I thought we were heading up into the hills to retrace their steps. That sounds about right. We have a map to the tower. That's about all I remember. So, you guys are heading out of town, up into the hills, find this place... Do some things. Talk to some people. Cut some heads. All right, roll me some travel checks. Do you have one ring dice? Sweet. I have a 23 survival. Excellent. You're able to find kind of a faint track leading off into the northern hills. It doesn't look like anybody's traveled on it for a long time, although you can see kind of stomping footprints occasionally, like where the ground's a little bit softer heading towards the town. You're kind of able to follow those back up into the hills a little bit. Um, <clears throat> somebody roll me a D12 and tell me the number. 12. Okay, you adventure north for about a day and it's uneventful. Nothing really seems to happen. <clears throat> As you start getting towards evening, um, you find a trail that kind of leads further north of the woods. Seems to be much better traveling. Uh, As you start going along that, off to the side of the trail, there sits tents and a small campfire barely smoking in the center. There's a how many tents? Five. There are a group of figures around it. The central figure in the group is a gaunt-looking male halfling with aged features, salt-and-pepper hair, and an expression on his face that reveals he is no stranger to nightmares. He is speaking to the rest of the group in a frustrated, condescending tone about places they haven't looked, while pointing to a map with a stick. A younger female halfling with short blonde hair and gray eyes sits on the ground next to him, looking intently at the other members of the campfire circle, as if she is cataloging each of the reactions to his words. She is dressed in a dark green traveler's clothing ensemble, topped with a darker green cloak. A lank, ha- lank half-orc with red hair and coal black eyes, dressed in dark brown leather, leather, stares at the fire, half listening to the older halfling while with clearly waiting interest. Across from him, a raven-haired human female, dressed in navy blue, looks over the map intently with each explanatory statement. The quintet is rounded up by a female metallic-skinned dragonborn who seems to be meditating more than listening. What would you like to do? This seems like a group of adventurers. It could seem Possibly. that way, yes. All hail the camp from a safe distance if they hadn't heard us approaching. Hello, fellow travelers. Uh, do we have permission to come and share your fire? With your face. We offer no harm. <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> so the... Daggers half drawn. Yeah. All right. God. <laughs> so the halfling turns to you and starts, you know, responds. I guess 
Welcome, friends. I'm in no way related to Durnan at all, friends. Who? Yeah. This uh, is so meta. God. Yeah, he turns to you. Um, he's civil, but he's not really friendly when he speaks to you. Hi, what brings you out into the woods here? You can sit with us for a while. Oh, we're... Research. Simply passing through. Yes. Ah, yes, we're only traveling as well. Have you lost something? I, as we approached, I overheard you talking about uh, searching for something. Oh, there's supposed to be a fabled tower in these hills somewhere. I'm trying to find it, but I'm sure that wouldn't concern you at all. No, probably not. Okay. Let's, I'm a great collector of fables and fairy tales. So oh. what's, what's the story of this tower? Well, it's... Uh, uh, I don't know how much I can say, but there were these gnomes, the quartz toils. Strange lot. They uh, were going through the... They, they uh, constructed a tower out here, and they were investigating new ways to make constructions in golems and things of that nature. Um, oh, fantastical magical theory delving. We seek to find this tower and recover their research. To what end? Wouldn't I mean? Aren't golems just a n- nasty bunch of trouble for most people? Well, not if you control them. Obviously, they're incredibly useful. Free labor, guards, great soldiers, what have you. Hmm. I see. I kind of want to cut these guys, but I can't tell them. I'm just projecting. There's five of them? Yeah, there are five of them. Two half Two of us. A dragonborn. They need more people. I'm I'm inclined to just walk through. Yeah. You think we could give them some kind of false sense or idea to lead them away from the underground? You know, gnomes live underground. If they were building a tower, they might have built it down. I'll let you handle that. Roll me Give a my skill and deception. Deception. Roll me a deception. Huzzah! 18. Wow. You might just be right, sir. That is the gnomish way. Always burrowing about. I thought so. The records were most clear it was a tower, though. Yes, but... We will have to look for some sort of underground structure. It would be a gnomish trick to build them under small rocks. Like they're puns. True. Very well. Uh, well, we wish you good luck, and we will trouble your campsite no more and leave you in peace. Very well. Fare thee well, travelers. May good fortune smile upon you. Thank you. Tempest's blessings on you. Live mm. long and prosper. Thank you. Bars. My intelligence is my shortcoming. Wait. Do you guys try and find your own place to camp for the night? Presumably? Or do you just keep tropic through the night? No, we'll stop and camp. Sure. Okay. At least five miles from where they were. Camp. Sure. Uh, I look when it's pretty late in the night. Since it's just the two of you. Wink, wink. Um, we'll only have the two of you on watches, so we have to have each of you roll me a perception check. And also a d12. Twenty perception. Okay. 
23 perception. With the one. With a 12. <laughs> Fuck you. My <laughs> temperance is blasted. I'm so good at everything. I just maxed out two diamonds. Man. That won't happen again. So you guys bed down for the night, and as you're taking your watch, you hear a faint pounding noise from the northeast. Almost like the sound of large fists hitting something. Something soft or something metallic or... <laughs> Sorry. I, I move my bed pack further away. <laughs> uh, no, it sounds like, like large fists hitting maybe something wooden. Okay. Some kind of structure of some kind. It's hard to tell without getting closer or looking or anything like that. We're one of the five monk or barbarian like. Yes. Yep. <sighs> All right. I will draw that to your attention. Hmm. I was. I was. Listen. Sleeping. Do you smell something? Um, you can also occasionally hear faint cries and yells. I think golems are. Can we tell Attacking if it's one a voice or many? Hmm? Can we tell if it's one voice or many? It sounds like it might be several. It's hard to tell, though. It's all fairly indistinct and kind of blending together. Hmm. My imagination tells tells me that's a golem beating down a gate. But what I'm always you? inclined to fear the worst. Well, I'll take your word for it. What would you like to do? I guess... I'm going to consult yes, check it my manual of Tempest. <laughs> Pretty sure it says charge. The, uh... <laughs> the tenants are very clear here. It's an opportunity to make war in a righteous cause. I was just about to go to bed. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I already took my pants off. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, you guys are easily able to follow the pounding and the thudding and the noise. You come into a clearing. Um, you can see what well, looks like a barn, large wooden building. Um, on one side of the clearing, looks like some fields kind of scattered around it. You can see a large figure, like occasionally pounding on the barn and occasionally like turning and like stumbling towards. You see three figures around it, kind of alternating shooting at it. Mm-hmm. At the barn. At the figure. Oh, to keep it from distracted, kind of. Um, okay. Hey, can you keep it down? We're trying to sleep. Oh God, please help! Help us! This thing is destroying our barn. We'll be ruined. Ruined, I tell you. Please. Okay. Help! help. Okay. For the love of God, you animals, help! <laughs> well, hold on there. I was ready to go along with this until you got abusive. Did you give a detailed description of the thing that was doing the punching? It appears to be another large construct, similar to the one you met in town. It's just like a clay, stone, mechanical, clockwork. Uh, it's mostly metal. It's the ones you met in town actually had skeletons inside of them. Really? Ooh, wicked. I believe so. Hmm. I think you know that. 
Well, you knew the hands had pieces of skeleton inside them for sure. Okay. Anyway. I've already rolled initiative. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah, brush. With my uh, dex modifier? Mm-hmm. Zero. Perfect. <laughs> wait, wait, I've got to put my pants on. Okay, Rush has a minus. That's usually my problem. Ashton? 20. Go get him, boy. <laughs> okay, Ashton, you're up first. Alright, I will draw the special, 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 and charge the construct. Okay. 17 on the die. That will hit. Okay. Ten from the uh, just from the weapon damage. Do we know if there was extra magical stuff? It automatically crits. It automatically crits. I do know. So thirteen. Okay. A palpable blow as you rush in and stab it directly in a knee joint, which you've learned they're vulnerable from, you know, doing through this once already. Yeah. Um, upon you rushing in there, the peasants all gratefully back away, and, you know, they continue shooting at it with their bows and arrows, but they're not really trying to... Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, two arrows hit it. They don't seem super effective, but... I do take some chips out of it. Okay, rush. Charge forward and hit it in the other knee. Okay. Like the old <laughs> cheer with my axe. I understood the reference. Uh, that will be 27 to hit. That will hit. And 12 damage. Slashing magical. Okay. And as a bonus action, Sure. I will cast Shield of Faith on Ashton. Okay. Maybe that gives you a plus two AC. Yep. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Ashton, you are up. Really? Wait. Um, no. Yeah. No. Well, the golem. Didn't the golem come. has to go at some point here. It is going to, it actually would have gone before the rough up, so it's going to attack Ashton. This is technically. You can add a plus two. Um, so it's going to try and slam at you twice with its fists. Uh, 17, does that hit you? Well, fuck you, stud leather. 17 hits. Okay. You take seven bludgeoning damage as it clubs you around the head parts, uh, and then it overbalanced when it was attempting to hit you, and kind of drops on one knee. Okay. So you guys will have advantage to hit the next round. And Ashton, you're okay. Uh, natural twenty. That will crit. Ten. 
10 damage. Yes. Okay. And as a bonus action, I am going to inspire my friend here. Ah, thank you. So you get a D8. Alright. Peasants will again shoot at it. And with a palpable blow, kill it. So one of them manages to get like, the perfect shot now that it's kind of kneeling down. There's the eye slit. That's where you put the arrow and gets it right in there and it just and the golem collapses to the ground. Well, thank you. Thank you, kind travelers. Please, is there anything we can do to repay you? We would have been at this all night and might have died. Do you have any eligible daughters you're trying to unload? I mean, there's Runhilda. <laughs> That's okay. Are you sure? She's she's very stout. <laughs> she's, she's excellent with the fields. Great, great cook. Has a winning personality. <laughs> funny, so funny. Women would kill for her eyebrows. <laughs> Who cares about eyebrows? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, you live out here in this wasteland. It's, it's a lovely terrain. This is look at the trees, the forests, the bees. It's glorious out here. There's bees. <laughs> is there a phobia at work? Here? No one told me about the bees. Why is there just a barn? I mean, there who are... has just a barn? Well, you're trampling over the fields to get here. We're still clearing land. It's a work in progress. Clearing the Kingmaker uh, adventure path. Mm. Oh. <laughs> They're still in the first volume. No, I understand. Okay. Well. On the way back, they'll have their own town. Oh, boy. Well, do you folks need a place to stay for the night or anything? I suppose. No? Okay. We're going back no. to our campsite. Yeah. Because there's no. bees here. Fuck that shit. She's got a point. Okay, the bees don't leave the barn, but whatever. You keep them in the barn? Where else would you keep bees? <laughs> Far away! Do you not like honey? You like bee puke? <laughs> yes, it's delicious. We uh, eat it on everything. So we're so robust. Uh, I would uh, suggest you tear that golem down and melt the parts. <coughs> Is there a skeleton inside this one, too? I assume. Uh, do you crank it open? Sure. With my trusty blade. Okay, you hack it to pieces, and yes, there are... There <laughs> Three is points of damage. Two <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> I am the crit master. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you hack it apart, and you find that inside of it is a small skeleton. Okay. Small skeleton. Mm-hmm. Were the other ones small? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, out of proportion to the size of the golem? Yes. Can I tell if it's halfling small or gnome small? Roll me a medicine check. Ten. No. Can I attempt that? Sure. Twenty-four. Oh, of course. See how the occipital lobe there is more sloped? That's obviously a gnome skeleton. And you can also tell because there's little wisps of 
gnomish beard and halflings don't have beards. Mm -hmm. It's just a thing. So this is clearly a gnome skeleton. Your occipital lobe. You can see by the three, three little bumps on the part of the skull associated with tinkering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we houses the annoying as shit gland. Yes, you're quite certain it's a gnome skeleton. Okay. Well, there you go. So they're using their dead. Something. I would like to make a necromancy check. Yeah, I mean a religion, a religion check is. Yes. This wasn't in the manual of Tempest. I rolled a nat one. Arcana? Twelve. Uh, you can get, like, faint necromatic readings off of the golem, which you think is weird, but you don't know enough about golem craft or necromancy to be able to tell what. But my untrained thing. Yeah. I assume some necromancer came in, took over the tower, slayed all the gnomes, stripped their flesh, stuck them in these constructs, maybe which were of gnomish make, because that's the kind of thing gnomes would make. Animated them somehow and then set them to loose to clear perimeter. That's what I would do if I were a necromancer. If I were my backup character for when he kills my bird. <laughs> necromancer. <laughs> Tower. Okay. Yeah, that ties in. I don't see anything in the manual about resurrection. Your manual just literally says kill it. Yeah. That's actually literally the entire manual. <laughs> but you still have to study it. <laughs> it's more of a whole manual. round looking at it and studying its movements. Round two, destroy it. <sighs> Hit it with large, heavy objects until it stops moving. Uh, yeah. What would you guys like to do? Just go back to the camp, finish out the night? Yeah. I don't want these peasants' money. Whatever. Well, all right. Thanks, folks. Have a, <laughs> have a good night. You too. Uh, if you're ever back, stop in. We'll have some lovely honey for you. With the honey fields. Good to meet you. Don't want the breadsticks, bite. I hope you all have EpiPens. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Those are way too expensive. <laughs> what do you think we are? Canadian? <laughs> We're under the Luskin system. It's not good. <laughs> okay. So you head back to your camp. You camp for the night. Uh, you wake up in the morning. Continue on? Sure. Yep. Did I just <clears throat> dream that? Or did you dream it too? About the barn and the bees? I wish I dreamed it. Okay. All right. As you travel north for the next day and a half, the temperatures begin to drop as your elevation climbs. Within the next half day's journey, the slight inclines give way to the steep foothills of the adjacent mountains. As you reach the crest of the latest climb, you see the edifice of a white tower slightly glistening in the fading dusk of light on an ivory spike built on a cliff reaching hundreds of feet above the valley floor. The wind howls around you as you walk out from the cover of trees that have, up to this point, blocked your view of the snow-covered tower so with glittering crystalline quartz. And it looks like that. 
place. Snow on top. So like that. Kind of nice to not be going down into a forge or a sunken citadel. You have a point. Or an, or an ancient tomb of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So you're staring at this tower. What would you like to do? How many entrances do we see? Well, if you climb up the sheer cliff, <coughs> I suppose we'll have to approach it. That will probably be useful. Alright. I will stealth up to it. Roll me a stealth check. Aha! Twelve! Did you have disadvantage? Oh! I didn't think I could do worse than a five. But in fact, (laughs) (laughs) I have a three. Perfect. So the bard <clears throat> is attempting to stealth ahead of you whilst singing to himself and <laughs> whistling. I'm making a tinkling sound from when Scooby and Shaggy sing. <laughs> it's a self that makes it work, honestly. <laughs> um, and then behind him, you're literally just clomping along, swearing at the top of your lungs the entire way. Why do I always have to go uphill? This is bullshit. Why aren't we underground yet? I like underground. Um, give me explore checks. Investigate, search, what the hell. Investigation, 12. 9. 9. Alright, based on that, you find that there's a cave at the base of the cliff, and there are several trails leading up the mountain. Um... You kind of see a couple of possibilities. You could try to climb up this cliff. It's fairly sheer. It might take a while. Um, I assume you guys have a climber's kit that might make it easier on you. Yes. Uh, alternatively, you could try to make your way up the trails, hiking up the cliff. If there's a trail. He said there's a trail. Um, you can also investigate the cave. I'd like to check out this warm, dark, moist cave. Wouldn't we all? But we're here instead. Help me find my keys. We can drive out of here. Okay. You can check out the cave. So, just to get the Picture right. Cave, cliff, tower on top of cliff. Okay. With some bank like switchbacky trails kind mm-hmm. of little goat trails going up. Yeah, meandering yeah. around. <laughs> the walls of this cave are a mix of roughly cut rock and worked polished stone murals. In the center of the cave is a large circular disc. Uh, the wide mouth of the cave leads to a long twelve workstone, which suddenly opens into a huge dome chamber. By a pale white glow emanating from sconces lining the walls. It's a pretty fancy cave to have sconces. Yeah. Um, their sickly light illuminates murals of gnomes working on constructs, similar to the ones terrorizing the town. In the center of the chamber, among the scattered debris of rotted wooden crates, 
is a large circle of untarnished bronze. At each point of the compass around this disc is a pedestal, and in the ceiling, faintly illuminating it from far above, a large circular hole. Is the disc, like, set into the floor? It appears to be sitting on the floor. Okay. Does it seem arcane? Can I do a detect magic ritual? Sure. We got time, right? Yeah. We really have a halfling monk trying to catch up to us, so... Mm-hmm. You want to take the uh, elevator? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, roll me. Uh, you have Tinker's tools and a proficiency in those. No. Do come on, me an investigation. Eighteen. All right. Um, with that, you're able to easily determine that this, and the combination of that and your detect magic, you're able to determine that this is some sort of <clears throat> elevating artifice. Okay. Um, it looks like the north pedestal can make the device rise, while the other pedestals maintain the speed, pitch, and yaw of the platform. Pedestals are on the platform? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I thought they were attached to the floor. But these pedestals are inactive. Mm-hmm. Except for the elevation one. So maybe it's just rigged up to basically be a silo. Yeah. So there's a hole in the ceiling about the size of this pedestal? Or the dear size. Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in the ceiling. Um, while investigating the pedestal, you're able to also find some items in the rotted, shattered crates around it. You find two sets of jeweler's tools and a set of tinker's tools. You also find a hundred pound copper bars worth 250 gold. Hey guys. Well, hi there. Hey. Sorry, hey, Garrett. Two sets of jewelers' tools, one set of tinkers' tools. I'm feeling more like tinkers' tools. Rough weekend. Well, we're both down, and the dragon has about another 80, dragon. 85 hit points left, so it's all up to you. Yeah, but it's a fucking mecha dragon. Goddamn no. <laughs> Alright, what's the room like? I got two guys down. Yep. Uh, it's a large cave. There's like this weird pedestal in the middle of it. Um, <clears throat> there's what looks like a very large body chained to the pedestal. There's a dragon kind of flying around the top of the cave. Okay. Was there anything with the body on the pedestal you guys could tell me about? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that don't help. And me I at failed all. two death saves. Oh. So everybody's up there in a cave. You guys reach the tower. Looks like that. Ooh. Ah, oh, scary. Yes, you're in a cave at the base of it. <clears throat> Inside of it, you found some sort of. It looks like a mechanism to kind of elevate up into the tower, and you're just exploring that right now. Okay. And we found Tinker's tools and Jeweler's tools and some treasure. A hundred pound copper bars worth 250 gold. Um, you also find two copper flasks among the crates. Both have some sort of liquid inside. And any identifying marks on the bottles? Uh, somebody can give me an arcana check. Arcana. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mr. Copper 
Mr. Carter. 19. It appears that one is oil of sharpness and one is a potion of greater healing. Oil of sharpness? Oil of sharpness. And coat one slashing or piercing weapon. For one hour, the coated item is magical and has plus three bonus to attack and damage. Well, if you sharpen the other end of your uh, hammer into a pointy stick, you can use it. You lose your god's favor if you're no longer a bludgeon. No, I've got an axe. If you are no longer a blunt instrument of your god. I'm going to stand on the platform and shout, Elevate me! Doctor, here? <laughs> I thought I told you never to interrupt me while I was working! Uh, yeah, um... If we're all on the platform, I will tinker with the pedestal to get it to rise. Okay. Um, You're able to place your palm on the north pedestal, which activates the device, and it begins to rise. This is how Jesus came into uh, Jerusalem. I'm, yeah, reading from the manual of Tempus. Yeah. Uh, After a few minutes into the ascent, (laughs) the device... The device begins to malfunction. It starts twisting, turning, spinning, yawing, pitching. Well, I have a pedestal I can hold on to. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> you can attempt to repair the east, west, and south pedestals. 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 <laughs> pedestals. Using and what skill? And then we have to eat our vegetables. Uh, anybody attempting to move on the malfunctioning platform will succeed on a DC dexterity acrobatic check or fall prone. A result of five or below will cause the pretty to fall off the elevator. Fine. Which makes me super happy. I will do that. You can make a intelligence check with thieves tools or tinkles tools to attempt to repair each pedestal. 14 on my acrobatics. <clears throat> Okay, you're able to scurry from one to the next. Okay. Intelligence checks. Check with the ticker stools. Sure. I got a 22 just to hang on. Intelligence. I'm going to make some colorful artworks. What? Intelligence is my greatest weakness. You do have tinker's tools now. I do. Uh, 14 before whatever their tools. Did the tools give me plus two? Or just give me. I could just give you proficiency. All right, so Although you, I think you have to be trained in using the tools as well. I will say that succeeds. All right. I am clutching the middle of this platform with my fingers and toes Okay, like a cat. Roll me a strength check to do that. Okay. Athletics. 22 athletics. Okay. You were able to find little, like... I created. <clears throat> There's little creases in it that you're able to kind of dig your fingers into and kind of get latched onto. Um, next round. So I'll need acrobatics, strength, and whatever you do for moving and fixing things. 10. 14. <clears throat> okay. 19. You hold on with a 10, you tumble off the side. I thought it was 5, you tumble off the side. Oh, sure that. Sorry, you fall prone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only half-lying. It should be 
Jesus Christ. You're able to get to the next one. Okay. This one seems a little more complicated. I tinker! Five! So you tinker with it, you stick the doohickey in the doo and right as that happens, there's this weird electrical spark. Yeah. You take. Four points of electrical damage, and you appear to have made things worse. Shut up, Mom! Are we going upside down? We're going upside down. I, it's pitching and yawing. Um, let's have another round of holding on and trying to fix things. Fourteen. Okay, you are able to get back up and hold your position. Seventeen. You hold on. Zero fixing. Literally zero. Yeah. I'm, I'm just screaming, Woohoo! Yeah! Of course you are. <laughs> what did you roll? A one? One. Okay, it doesn't destroy itself, so that's good. A victory! <laughs> I count that as a win. Uh, the thing is sparking right now. There's actually flames spotting on one side. It doesn't look good. You feel like you have maybe one more shot at this. Not flames sparking out of both sides. There's still a chance. So, still one more time. Still a chance. <coughs> Stupid halflings. <coughs> Eleven. Stupid halflings. You fall for again. Eleven. Twelve. Um, you actually start sliding towards the edge. You don't fall off yet, but you're like barely catching yourself on one side. Mm-hmm. Do you get eleven? Okay. Uh, that one actually breaks. It has flames shooting from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> you still got two more they, sides. They made it wrong, obviously. Obviously. You still got two more sides. Just one more side. Yeah. Okay, one more side. All right. All right, let's do that. Um, I say you guys, yeah. You guys have been kind of holding on a little bit. You kind of got the hang for this wild bucking Bronco, which is actually slightly worse now thanks to his handiwork, but um, let's have some repair text from you. Uh, all right. Five. One point of electrical damage. I don't know why they make these tools so You know me? Yeah. Three! <laughs> Four points of fire damage. Get in the hole and get 14. You managed to fix this one. Huzzah! Oh, I take the fiery bit and stick it inside the lightning (coughs) bits, and then you twist it this way, and they both go out, and it's fantastic, and everything works. Okay. Makes perfect sense. So, it's still. I'm going to say it was the yaw that you couldn't fix, so it's still (laughs) yawing. Um, so it's kind of a rough ride the rest of the way up. Everybody make me a constitution saving throw. Seventeen. Twenty. Three. Okay, you guys are both fine. Uh, you suffer one level of exhaustion and develop severe motion sickness, as if you were poisoned for one hour. Okay. I'm tired, guys. 
No. Don't oh, feel so good. Better out than in. <laughs> Jesus, Garrett, what did you eat? I don't know. I just grab his stuff and eat. All right. Um, I like how the puke fills in the engraved sigils in this platform. <laughs> Makes it easier to read. Can we get it to the top then? Yes. Let's take a short rest. <laughs> yes, let's. Or not. I'm fine. Do you need uh, a heal? Uh, I'll probably be fine with a short rest. Okay. Since I can do the song up rest. Gather around, kids. I'll tell you the tale. Of a man named Bill. One day with a tail. Alright, so it comes to a stop in a stone barn-like building a hundred yards from the towers. It looks like they might have had stables at one point. So if we rest for an hour, does that make his sickness go away? Yes. Okay. Yep, you're good. Alright, when you step out of the stables, um, you reach the gates. Wait, 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 what, what? I'm going to look around in the stables. Oh, sure. While we're resting, we're going to apply the... Unless anyone objects, you know, we'll apply the little sharpness to the special sword. <coughs> Maybe I'll actually do something. <coughs> Roll me an investigation. Crit burning damage. Yeah, uh, fine. We'll find some some oddly animal-shaped construct legs. But no real treasure. Okay. A great granite tower rises up at least 110 feet into the air. Chunks of quartz stone glisten in the light of an ethereal glow that seems to radiate from the tower wall itself, only to be reflected and refracted by the inlaid crystal. The top is rounded and covered with a white layer of snow, while midway up, an observation deck can be seen overlooking the northern side. A large set of gates meets a stone-paved road leading to a smaller building 100 yards away. Delivered in the Brigand, that's the city walls you guys are camping out of. Box text. The rough and rocky ground is icy and treacherous, scattered with decomposing crates that were never loaded, abandoned long before a job was finished. You'd be able to appreciate the beauty of the tower if it wasn't for the biting cold and cutting winds battering against you as you approach the massive steel gates barring the entrance to the interior. Is this really the only way in, it looks like? It appears that way. Okay. <clears throat> um, you guys can give me perception checks. Fifteen. Seventeen. Fifteen. Alright, uh, you guys notice that there are two figures moving slowly in a clockwise fashion on the observation deck. Is that up near the top of the That's tower? That's like midway up. Okay, so there's the observation to go off the side. Does their movement appear to be smooth and almost mechanically gear-like? They seem vaguely mechanical, yes. Um, the structure is built around a circular hole stretching down in a smooth shaft, seemingly into the depths of the mountain itself. The weights of decades of snow is pushed across the roof and broken timbers, cracked leather packs. What the fuck? Within the remains of one old cart lies the frozen, desiccated corpse of a gnome. In its skeletal hand, it clutches a locket. 
untouched by the frost. Okay, apparently this table's dead. I should have known. My apologies. Because let's split the box test in like five sections within one area without actually splitting apart. I guess different areas. What do you look in the other box? It looked just like a tack box. I didn't need any tack. I saved a horseshoe for good luck. Give me Arcana checks. Arcana! Ooh, I got a 16. 13. Hey, the gnome somehow realized that there's powerful magic emanating from the locket. No. Sorry, half one. Half one. One short. That's <laughs> Can you do any kind of identifying with uh, detect magic, or you just can tell if it's magical? You can really just tell that it's magical. What do you need to identify? Arcana, usually, but... Well, I'll try Arcana. Wait, I'll lucky with a 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eleven. Okay. You there can't tell any room, it. Well, if we take the locket. Are there any runes or inscriptions or any clues to its function? Um, you can try to use an intelligence check with Tinker's tools to examine it. Would somebody like to examine the locket? I'll take a look. I mean, I will, obviously. Nineteen? Oh, obviously, yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. Uh, with that, you can tell that it contains a complex system of gears, but it's actually impossible to open. Hmm. Hit it with your hammer. This might be important. Oh, should we get it open? Should I... No. Could be a horcrux. You have a dirty mind. Fine. I won't destroy the magical artifact. <sighs> Alright. As you approach the gates, the 15-foot-tall steel gates rise imposingly in front of you, much larger than would be expected of a gnome structure. The exact reason for such a grand entry can only be guessed at, but it can be assumed that much bigger things than gnomes pass through here regularly. The gates appear to be locked. You can pick that with, lock. Uh, with like a chain or a padlock? Or it appears to be a padlock with a chain. I'm going to smash the padlock at chain. With my mighty sword! Uh, rolling attack. <clears throat> 21. You'll hit. Okay. Seventeen. Yeah, you're able to slice cleanly through the chain and the padlock. Okay. Who needs a rope? fucking sword. <laughs> All right, you're able to open really, the gates. Really, you down. don't need a party rope. You have, you you have a magical sword of breaking shit. Uh, you only get through the gates. There's a low ramp at the base of the tower that leads to a set of bronze double doors, engraved with gears and hammers. You could attempt to scale the tower or fly to the top. I will attempt to fly. Yeah. Roll an athletics check. 24. <laughs> you actually get a couple inches of lift. <laughs> <clears throat> you are very tired afterwards, though. 
I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I. What are we scaling? We can. What about the door? You could use the door. Well, that's. There's, there's a, there's a door. I just unlocked the door. And then suddenly no, you unlocked the, you unlock the gates around the tower. Fine, let's go now you the go door. inside and there's a door. All right. There's a bronze ramp leading up to a door. All right. It also looks like the tower could be scaled, should someone wish to attempt that, or flow into Why the top. The fuck would anyone wish to attempt that? I don't know. Your halfling could probably do it. Are there knockers on the door? Doors do not appear to have knockers. They are embossed <laughs> with gears and hammers. Is there a knob? Yes. On the door. <laughs> oh. Yes. Okay. Turn the knob. The door opens. I stab whoever's on the other side. Magic missile the darkness. <laughs> The grating noise of the massive doors announces your presence as the light from outside pours into this great chamber. I come through with my axe held up. Here's Johnny! God oh, damn it. The Sorry, towers, I'll, I'll quit. The tower's base seems to be a collection of several small workshops scattered with metallic hands and other extremities, while four unfinished constructs keep a slumped vigil on racks at each corner of their own. Small magical flames are set in sconces, lighting the dusty metal with a flickering glow. A great stone column is in the exact center of the chamber, and an old wooden staircase inside of it spires, spirals up to the next floor. So there's there's a stone column going up. Yes, there's the a stone interior. There's a stone tower, column in the middle, right and it has an interior staircase to that. Yes, made of wood. There's like a tower in the tower. <laughs> Yes. Are there, looking up, is there a ceiling that's less than 110 feet high? Like, are there levels to this? Yes, there appears to be levels. levels. These uh, unfinished golems keeping watch, is that literal? Or do they appear to be animate? Or are they works in progress? Uh, With closer inspection, inspection, you can see these contraptions are not truly full constructs. Metal seems to be bonded with bone, screws with old sinew. Plates and bolts have replaced some of the joints of the skeleton. <clears throat> the work is exceptional in its way, and it could be appreciated with a sense of the macabre, but this feeling is interrupted by the construct's sudden jerk in the movement as it begins to attack. Oh, nice. nice. Before we... <clears throat> I mean, I certainly try to. So the four constructs rise to attack the party. Four? Yes, there's one in each corner. And in addition addition to that, four crawling gauntlets make their way off of workbenches to join in the attack. This is just like my statistics class. Alright. What do you got, Garrett? 17. Drush? 
the Ocho. And Astro. Ten. Okay. Uh, the constructs go first. Say one of them approaches each of you. Um, one of them is a little bit more worse for wear and is still kind of stumbling to get up into combat. Garrett. I'm going to guess a 10 does not hit you. Nope. Okay, so it charges forward towards you and then kind of stumbles as it's approaching you and ends up swiping at you but running by and it actually ends up like 10 feet away from you against another wall, kind of. Uh, Grush. Will not hit you. Ashton. Six scenes. Yes. Twelve damage. And thirteen damage. Okay. Um. I'm gonna need constitution saving throws from the two of you. As waves of terrible raw energy emanate from these things. Take five necrotic energy damage. Garrett, you're up. Alright, I'm gonna attack. I get an 11. Will not hit. 21. Will it. And then I will attack on a key point and do flurry of blows. Okay. Fifteen. Go ahead. And a twenty-five. Go ahead. Three hits. And that'll be thirty-one points of damage total. Okay. Yeah, you reel into it. It's still standing, but it looks very staggered. Like <coughs> it's all the things kind of falling off the flesh. The flesh is okay. disintegrating. Ashton. Uh, I will first hit the thing with the mighty sword of swordiness. Okay. 17. Go ahead. Twenty damage, and it's a bonus action. I will cast Heathen Word at third level on myself. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull out my holy symbol. Okay. And speak words of power, calling forth. Uh, spectral forms that begin to circle around us. Uh, four ghastly horsemen. Oh, okay. Go around us at a radius of fifteen feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 
you are unaffected and you are unaffected by them, but anything within that 15-foot radius is affected. It's their speed is halved, and make a wisdom save for everything that's within that radius. I think is the number. One of them fails. Okay. One that fails is going to take 21 radiant damage. Wow. <clears throat> Do you want me to roll one for the remainder? Just take half damage. Oh, three. we can just do half of the twenty. Okay, so town on the other three. Okay. That's Spirit Guardians for the audience at home. Uh, okay, so the one closest to you fails, and he's, it's struck by these things. The rest of them take some damage, uh, except for the fourth one is still out of range, it's still staggering over. Actually, it's probably just in range, so... So th- it'll have to make that save every time it's in the affected area. Anything okay. that enters it or it stays in it, it. Yep. is going to get that a similar ass whooping for ten minutes. Okay. Around. And as a bonus, a- or not a yeah, as a bonus action, I will cast healing word on my friend here. Okay. At second level, is that sure. useful? Yeah. Because you took like all your hit points damage, right? Mm-hmm. Most. Of them. Okay. Spellcasting ability modifier, which is three. Seven. Thank you. Okay. And you are done then, Gosh? Yeah. Okay. After that, the hands crawl closer. Within range, all four of them. Fourteen, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, three of them fail, or sorry, one of them fails. Three of them succeed. So, some damage. 14 on the fail, 7 on the succeed. Um, and they'll be they're fairly slow, so they'll get inside the circle, but they won't reach you guys yet. So then we'll loop back to the top, and the big guys are going to go again. So they take damage again now because they started a turn in it? Um, or would that, offic- that first damage officially start now? That's usually how these things work. It's whenever they first enter it or start their turn there, usually. Uh, it would be the start of their turn. Okay. So they're not going to take more damage. That would no. have happened now. Yeah. Um, so, one on each of you still. Garrett? Does a 17 hit you? Yep. Okay. <coughs> uh, you take 8 bludgeoning damage. An 18 won't? Will. Will? Okay. Yeah. I can't use the shield and the great axe at the same time. Uh, that would be 18 damage. Okay. 
then uh, we have a 17. I will hit. 12 damage. Okay. And the other one's going to come for Grush again. The fourth one's going to come over to you. We have a 20, 22 damage. Holy buckets. I am at zero, however. Uh, I'm at one. Half work. Okay, that's that. Garrett? Uh, 17 and 11. 17 will hit. Attack on the key. The flurry of blows. And I will get a 22 and a 13. Uh, 22 will hit. Alright. 18 total. Okay, and that one drops. Ashton? Where are the hands? In your pants. This would be a lot more fun. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, <laughs> can I conceivably get... Well, I mean, how close are they, roughly? They're right on top. Which, which? The, the hands. About ten feet away. Okay. Could I step back... Well, does casting provoke? It doesn't provoke. No, but moving away with Yes. Okay. Could I cast in such a way to get the guy attacking me and some of the hands and maybe even one of the ones attacking him in a 10-foot radius sphere? You could get the one hitting you and probably two of the hands. Okay. In the sphere. All right. I will do that. Um, alternatively, you could maybe get the one attacking you and one attacking one of the ones attacking Brush in the sphere. Yeah, I'll do that. I will cast Shatter. Okay. Okay. Uh, they'll need to make a con save with disadvantage because they are inorganic. Yep. Made of stone, crystal, or metal. Okay. That's the two on you guys. Yes. And save DC is 15. Okay. One makes it with a natural 20 and one fails. Um, 18 for the one that failed, 9 for the one that made it. Alright, um, choose even or Even. Okay, the one on Mike failed. Okay. And what the hell? I will healing word myself again. It's a bonus action. Seems reasonable. Gosh, you're up next. Alright. I am going to... There's The one on me is still up, or did it break? There's two on me. Yes, they're both still up. Okay. I will uh, attack... The first one to attack me with the axe. Okay. Get a... 14 to hit. That will not hit. Uh, I will use my Bardic Inspiration. Wow, I could have had a D8. I will get a 19 to hit. Will hit. 11 damage. 
Okay, that one collapses. And as a bonus action, everybody heal. Mass healing word. Ugh. For four. Cartoon Hostess Pie, or the uh, the comic book ads, you know, from the last page where they'd have the Marvel superheroes. So I just pictured Crush just like the Incredible Hulk tossing the Hostess Pies to everyone in the party. They're so rich and delicious, cr- you know, fruit filling. I'm healed. I feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, so mass healing word is <laughs> Moon Pies. Moon Pies. <laughs> You get a pie. You get a pie. <laughs> Alright, so the hands start crawling forward again. And they all fail their saves. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay, one of them collapses. The rest look pretty beat up. Uh, but they're able to get up and one of them will kind of latch onto each of you. Okay. Garrett will miss. Rush. You've got a 23 to hit. That'll help. 8 damage. Now I'm down. Okay. It also grabs you. And Ashton. You've got an 18 to hit. There you go. Or. Nine damage. Okay. Kick me in the jimmy. I assume that ends my concentration on the spell. It should. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So then we go back to the other guys. Um, there's two left. So there's one on Ashton and one that was on Grush, which is not going to come over to you. So that will attack you. We've got a 12 and a 21 to hit. 21. 16 damage. How much? 16. And Ashton. Got a nat 1 and a 22. Uh, 10 damage. Okay. And with the nat 1, it will. Its own arm will fly off, doing apparently 17 damage to itself, which causes it to collapse. How would force stop do you, loser? Hmm? Sure. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garrett, you're up. <laughs> all, all I had to do was distract him by bludgeoning his weapons with my body. <laughs> 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 Now I've got them right where I want. So, yeah, I'll take on a key point and make it a flurry of blows, too. Which you're attacking? The construct the guy? Or the yeah, the guy. Okay, you know what? I got a 15, a 22, a 12, and an 11. Okay, the 15 and the 22 hit. That'll be 17 total. Okay, it is still up. Ashton, the one in you is down. 
There's still one on each of them and four gloves. Uh, there's one on him. There are three gloves, one of which is on you, one of which is on him, one of which is kind of holding onto his leg. Kind of fondling him now. Yeah, he's pressing them. <laughs> <laughs> if it had a mouth, that would be saying, I'll like that. The nice one that's on me with the sword. Just let it happen. <laughs> Him a healing word, Mr. Orc, sir. Construct that was on you went over to him. There's a hand kind of grabbing your leg right now, and there's one other hand that's on him. Okay. Thing you'll have a duty to do later, I'm trying to scare oh it off. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Ah. Uh, I will attack the construct uh, with the axe. I will spend inspiration. Sure. That's a re-roll, right? Yes. Okay. That's my life. 26 to hit. That will hit. And 13 damage. That kills it. So there are two hands left. One of which is clutching onto your leg, and one of which is skidding around you. The hands! So the one clutching your leg... To do things now. Uh, make oh, me. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Make me a constitutional saving throw. A little higher, baby. Uh, that would be a seven. Okay. You're going to go unconscious again. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you can actually survive. Uh, yeah, you're going to be taking 13, 17 damage. Jesus. It's basically just crushing your leg right now. Okay. Uh, the one on you will miss. Uh, Garrett, you're up. We'll get a 26 and a 13. 26 what? Nine points of damage. That kills it. Ashton. I will hit the one that's squeezing his leg. Okay. No, not the leg! 18 on the die. We'll hit. 12 damage. That will kill it. You're unconscious? Mm hmm. Give him a healing word. Okay. Boobies. Uh, eight <laughs> points of healing. <laughs> oh. Cut that. Namaste. 
I was <sighs> making peace with losing the character. Having a dream. <laughs> and now other things can happen. Anything yeah. else to add? Well, you've finished your combat. What do you do next? Loot the fucking constructs. We find gloves. You do find gloves. They're all right hands. Fuckers. <laughs> Can't even get a decent set of glaives out of this. Greaves, whatever. Glaives. Uh, how it's are it's like they move on their own. It's so how weird. are people doing on hit? Once. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not so good. I no. could use a long rest. <laughs> well, I, considering I, I'm pretty beat up spell wise too. Yeah, um, I could. We could extend that a little bit. I could. Uh, we could take ten minutes. I could do a little prayer of healing thing. I have four hit points. So. Okay. Well, I have eight. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I'll, thank you. <laughs> I've got 12. Okay. Best I'll do a little prayer of healing. It's like coffee and nightmares and a baby. Say a little prayer for you. So I'd imagine this is a short rest. No, this is just no. a 10 minute okay. uh, ritual. So everyone gains 13. Alright. Oh. Searching the area, is there anything. Interesting, and by interesting, I mean stuff written down that will give us a clue as to what's going on. However, I only got a five on my investigate check. Okay. I'd like to do another detect magic ritual to see if I can detect anything else that we can loot or that's magical. Soon. Yeah. Sure. Actually, the entire tower kind of glows a little bit. Typical. Um, the forges around the room have like a faint shimmer. It's a floor polish and a dessert topping. Uh, you notice the lucky you guys picked up earlier glows very, very brightly. I blow the whistle. <sighs> Nothing happens. I put on the lock. You're now cursed, bitch. <laughs> it, was good. it was bound to happen eventually, <laughs> so... May as well just roll over and accept it. Um, nothing seems to happen when you put it on. I'll blow the whistle again. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So the only stairs going up are the ones that are in the Correct. interior... I want to check the bodies and see if there's any like markings on the insides or anything because they're just falling to pieces. Um, a lot of the metal is stamped with the word quartz toil. Um, they're a weird mix of organic and metallic components. They look like they were corpses that were turned into constructs, maybe? Something weird like that? What would you guys like to do? Go home. <laughs> Up the stairs. After you, sir. Okay. Great, he's gonna fall on me. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, as you approach the stairs, a small raspy voice, amplified to great volume, erupts throughout the tower. <coughs> there are no deliveries to be had today, only on the 5th and 20th of the month. This was the deal. Come no further, or in be in breach of the contract. Much work to accomplish. Yes, yes, yes. I can't be distracted. Much work. Yes. Come back on the 20th or the 5th deliveries. <laughs> what is today? With calendar. That's a freaking fucking question. <laughs> Not the 20th or the 5th. Yeah, that's the pipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Dude, are you going to keep going? It's not the 20th. Yeah. Okay. Then on Tempest be it. Okay. Um, after the voice stops speaking, nothing else really happens. You can go up the stairs. It's probably just a magic mile. Um, when you enter the next area, you can tell that this was once a bustling area where the gnomes <laughs> of the tower would eat, drink, and revel after a long, hard day's work. Now cobwebs, mold, broken furniture, and dusty reminders of a time long past haunt this place. I have tracks. I have pamphlets. Yeah. I'll, so, <coughs> empty room. Seemingly empty room. Yeah, I mean, there's some detritus and clutter littered around. Um, there's heavy double doors at the east and west ends. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have a question. And then there's a continuing spiral staircase in the center. When we went to climb the spiral staircase, when we went to the little mini tower in the middle, did that staircase also go down as well as up? It did not. Okay. Because I thought you described this tower as being set in a pit, kind of. Not really. Oh, okay. Maybe it was just confusing. Probably. It's very confusing. Okay. It's it's gnome structure. It's always confusing. It doesn't have to make sense. Um, you guys can give me investigate checks to search through the junk. Uh, Twelve. Seventeen. Investigation twenty-one. Okay. Uh, looking around, you guys find several cold weather outfits that can fit small creatures. Characters. Fucking elves. Um... They cannot fit medium characters, although several blankets and furs can be gathered to bind together to make a makeshift outfit, which will give a creature advantage on checks to endure cold weather conditions. Uh, in one of the rooms, you find a chest hidden under the, one of the beds. With your investigation check, Ashton, you also find that there is a wire connected to it with a crossbow trap, which would fire where the chest moved. Nice. Everybody stand back. The sword to move it in such a way that it'll shoot where no one is. Okay. Rather than trying to disable it or right, something, right, right, I'll just right, set right, it right. off so it doesn't hurt anybody. Okay. It shoots four bolts, and I would say you'll be able to kind of you you can see where the crossbow's pointing, so you'll be able to get out of the way. Um, and they'll all miss. They ricochet off the wall and hit each one of you. Uh, the chest itself is locked. Oh, uh, hit it lock with the sword. Might blow some damage and attack and stuff. <clears throat> Natural 20! Sweet, and you crush the chest. Oh, that takes care of the poison needle trap. 
15. Yeah, with a natural 20, you're able to neatly slice the lock out without actually destroying anything inside the chest. Okay. Um, the chest contains coins, two platinum pieces, 135 gold pieces, 203 silver pieces, and right. 376 copper pieces. Um, there's also a small pouch containing five rubies with 50 gold each, a set of marked playing cards, and six dragon tooth bolts, as well as a note. A note? Dragon tooth bolts. Are they crossbow bolts? Yes. Made from the teeth of dragons. Um, the arrow or bolt has small jagged barbs in the edges of its tip. It causes normal damage when it hits creature, but it is exceedingly difficult to remove. If a creature embedded with a piece of dragon tooth ammunition receives any healing, it gains 1d4 fewer hit points when the ammunition falls out. A creature can attempt to an action and attempt to use a DC 10 wisdom check to remove a piece of ammunition with no ill effects, but on a failed check or attempting to remove it with no check, it deals 1d4 slash damage to creatures being removed from. These uh, were banned by the Neverwinter Convention. Okay. Then there is a note. I know we didn't leave on the best of terms, but it won't be long now before I have enough to settle my debt and get the jackdaws off our backs. He's not I using can't gnome voice. What? So you're not using gnome voice? It's a, buffy, it's a beefy gnome. Okay. Sorry. I know we didn't leave on the best of terms, but it won't be long now before I have enough to settle my debt and get the jackdaw off our backs. I can't wait to get back home. Production has really ramped up over the last couple of weeks. Quartel has some sort of big military contract come through. Soldier constructs. Very hush-hush. I'd yell at the door if anyone found out I wrote this. But folk know not to go poking around my stuff since Knackle almost lost a finger trying to steal back his losses from our game. Speaking of, I've not seen him for a few days now. People pull all nighters at the workshop, sure, but not this long. Besides, I've never known Knackle to do a hard day's work in his life. Could you ask his sister if she's had any work from me recently? I've been hearing bad stories from upstairs. Quartel's been acting plain weird, even compared to his usual charming self. He's working the crew hard for this contract, but it looks like their days are numbered anyway from what I've been hearing about this new mechanical workforce. All I know is I'm out of here as soon as I'm paid. Looking forward to finally seeing you again. Huh. Does the letter look like it was sealed and then broken? Yeah. Presumably they only picked up mail on the 5th and the 20th. So. Yeah. Presumably we don't know if this was a letter to someone or from someone. Mm. Did you get anything out of that? I really don't care. <laughs> I heard gnome gnome. In gnome, character gnome, or out of gnome. character? Gnome gnome. gnome. Yeah. Gnome gnome. <laughs> In character. All I know is we've now got a sheet of toilet paper. Welcome to Tales of the Yawning Portal. <laughs> Welcome to Why the Fuck Do I Do This? <laughs> So they were making constructs for someone, mm-hmm. and the jackdaw—it's the jackdaw—must be someone they owed money to, or were trying to work off their debt. Probably the necromancer, maybe I don't know. Something. Can I do a history check? To the jackdaws, which is capitalized. Oh. Sounds like group. You can assume it's some sort of gang or 
organization. Um, My massive brain tells me. Perhaps a guild of some sort. Um, that's all that's in this area. Okay. Um, so there are double dozen east and west, which lead up to the next area. They lead to stairs that kind of go up. Uh, and that goes up to the observation deck. The freezing air assaults you as you walk out of the tower's observation deck. Its low stone walls are fit to protect a small creature from the dizzying drops of the rocks far below, but less so someone of human height. Two figures, like sentries, move slowly in a clockwise fashion around the tower. They look out over the surrounding mountainside in a state of constant vigil, stopping at the northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest in a half turret shaped section of the observation deck. I wouldn't mess with them if they're not going to mess with us. No. Can we. Don't know if there's anything out here that we need. Get past them to. Or, I mean, do we have to go past them to continue going up? So it's something like that. There's the. Kind of the four sections that we stop in. Mm-hmm. These are the stairs coming up to the observation deck from below. There's an area up there that you might be able to get into. So, so this is the video game challenge where you have to time the sentries walking mm-hmm. so you don't engage them. Yeah. Okay, so what would you like to do? Time it perfectly. Are you trying to sneak past them? I would need some sort of Are they walking in the same them? direction? Or do they cross? Uh, I'm going to say that they're basically on opposite sides and they... Okay. I'm quite intelligent, so I'm sure I can figure out the periodicity. Okay. I'm still going to say you guys are going to need stealth checks if you're trying to hide in the staircase as they walk past it. Okay. Oh, okay. I was saying hi, but I wasn't saying come on. Twelve. Fifteen. Fourteen with disadvantage. So as the first century goes by and we wait until we get past us mm-hmm. about ten or fifteen feet, they all come out and do the ministry of silly walks behind him. Yes. <laughs> Walk this way. I'll play the scooby-doo tinkle sound. Okay. So you guys make it about ten feet when all of a sudden it turns around and starts moving towards you, and you can hear the one the one coming up behind you as well. Batter up. Bull rush it over the side. Yep. Bull rush the show. You gotta go for what you know. Uh, they are large. So good luck with the bull rushing. They'll be smaller without any fucking knees. This is true. Uh, they have long steel claws on their hands, or large fingernails on their hands. They appear a little bit more humanoid, like more organic than the ones you fought previously. Um, you also notice some strange looking lenses embedded in their faces, where their eyes should be. Hmm. Um, and as they approach you, the boy speaks up again. No, 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 no. You were told. Not the fifth, not the twentieth. You must leave now. Must leave now. Uh, initiative. Grush has a 13. Okay. 24. And Ashton. 
Eleven. Okay. Uh, Garrett, you're first. Attack and stunning fist. Or not stunning, but flurry of blows. Okay. I will get a 10. Nope. 17. Yep. 21. Yep. And 26. Yes. Just says plus one of damage, so I don't think it's magical. From uh, I got some sort of fine short sword, plus one damage, and it's got a smith mark. Oh, I feel like you might have sold that at the end of the last one because it had the dude smith mark that the guy was hunting for. Either way, okay. Uh, don't matter. It's no, it's fine. Plus one damage is good. Um, so that's not magical. Hits. 18, so yeah, 20. So 20... How much? Uh, it's 10, and then... 15, 25 total, though. You can keep the plus one, that's fine. Okay, so, um, 28. so 28. You feel like it's not taking all of that damage. Okay. Um, also, you notice when you get close to it, there's a terrible stench coming off of it. It will attack you. We have a 23 to hit and a 27 to hit. Both hit. Uh, 19 slashing damage. And 15 slashing damage. I'm down. The other one will attack Grush. Uh, 22 out of 26. Uh-oh. <laughs> 18 damage. And 18 damage. I'm down. <laughs> the third one... <laughs> Well, Grush, uh, you're up, so give me one of them there that that's in throws. Okay. Fifteen. One happy face. Ashton. Save the party. You're gonna need to get down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Should just got serious and put the cat down. I will step in such a way. I'm going to play squirrel around the tree. <laughs> Move to about there. So I can get the one that's standing over him without getting him. And also have my back to the wall. Okay. I'm going to cast Thunderwave at it. Okay. I need a con save and a second level slot just in case. Um, con save DC 15. Okay. It fail. Okay. 
Um, the damage may be mooted as it is pushed 10 feet away from me. Is that enough to push it over the edge? Higher low. Hi. Yes. Booyah! As a bonus action, healing word. Okay, then. So you get one happy face. So the remaining gas. Gas struct. Um, thinking that you're probably the big threat here now, is going to attack you. Okay. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Shut up, my first idea. <laughs> Those are both men hit. How much HP do you got? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's your max HP? 17. Oh, my max? Max max? Yeah. 33. Okay. 19. Not and not enough for massive damage yet. Gosh, you're up. <laughs> Alright. So he's down. You're down. One that's still there. Has anyone hit it yet? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at second level. Okay. At this thing. Yep. That'd be plus six on my spell attack. And I roll notoriously low. Nine. You right. guys do have inspiration. You can give him. Alright, you can have mine. You can have his. Uh, have mine. 11. <laughs> Red die. 19. I will hit. Okay. 5d6. As a bonus action, so that was a second level. Mass healing word. Everybody gets some. Get some. Roll high. Nope. Yeah, Everyone gets five. So, oh, so it's like we started zero, so we're at five hit points. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh my hair. 
And I will beg Crumble and Cower. <laughs> My name is Buka. I will now. I'm on the second floor. <laughs> I will cast a spell that causes a necrotic wave as a mild magic thing and kill all of you. That's Ooh. true. We're maybe better off without him this time. Okay, after Grush, we have Ashton. Well, shit. You have five. You all have I'm, five. No, I'm at 18. Oh, sorry. You have five on top of the Yeah, the 13 I got from you. Does, is Guiding Bolt the one that causes like the next attack to happen? Oh, that's correct. Uh, next, at, next attack roll made against this target has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target. Yes. I'll cast Witch Bolt at it. I can do that yet at a second level, I think. Oh, we should have just stayed in camp and came back on a fifth at 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ten. Well, I have. It's bonus action. I will cast Healing Word on you again. First level. Well, you're right next to it, though. You're going to take the next hit. Yeah, you can take okay. it. Okay. Plus, you can keep healing us up here. Yeah. Uh, so that's seven. Okay. I might survive the next attack. That's the hope of me. <laughs> okay. Um, Garrett. How far is it away from me? Five feet. They're not that wide of a walkway. It's only like ten feet wide, so... You guys are kind of all in a nice little cluster. Okay. <laughs> I'll it's say. It's a cluster, all right. Spend another key, flurry of blows. At 20. At 24. Yes. 17. Yep. And you. Okay, I gotta get used to the system yet. So that crit, one. crit doubles dice. Okay, double the dice for the crit. So the crit is going to be 15 points of damage. Yeah. Nice. And the other two attacks or hits. <sighs> 14 points of damage. So 29 total. And I beg for my life. Is Witch Bolt an attack? Yes. You would have had advantage on that if you didn't. I rolled with advantage. Okay. I got a three and a two. Okay. It is still up, but it looks fairly beat up now. Uh, after Garrett, it's going to go, so it's going to attack you again. Since you're all tanky and whatnot. Um, one hit. 17 damage. Okay. And Grush. You're still up? I'm still up. I am going to Sacred Flame. Give me a dex save, DC 14. It makes it. And then half the tower blows up. Alright. 
and I'm going to use War Priest and deal with my axe. Okay. 24 to hit. Go ahead. 18 damage. Okay, still up, but it looks like it's barely hanging on now. Ashton. Alright, I will take a step back behind everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll try that guiding bolt again. Oh, that's, that's better. Uh, 25. That will hit. Uh, four points of damage. Lightning damage. Oh, okay. Healing him for four points. (laughs) (laughs) But I can maintain it every round as a... Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's a thing that's happening. Okay, Uh, He's looking better now. Ashton, next up is Garrett. No, it seemed to hurt him. I mean, not much. Because it's got enough organic stuff in there. Uh, we'll get a 21. That's basically my last spell, so I can keep maintaining it and doing damage, hopefully. For 10 points of damage. 10 points. 3, which drops it. Alright. <clears throat> nice. Can, can, can we take a vacation now? That was fun. Hey, you know, I think we should go back down to the gnome sleeping quarters <laughs> and make use of those cots. I agree. Sounds good. And find some way to bar the fuck out of the door. What <laughs> about glowing lock? Does lock it with that? I'm literally out of spells. No, I think that I am my, too. My very last one. I have. No, I have two first levels left. That was messed up. Hey. Oh, shit. I assume there's body parts in this one. If we take a second before going back down to pry it open. What? Oh, the, the construct. Autopsy. Yeah. They're kind of more body parts than the rest of them. Um, like I mentioned before, you notice that the eye, that the faces have, it's almost like some glass goggle kind of things, like, melted in the face. Um, they can't be removed. I mean, easily. You, not not easily. You could probably You could probably figure out a way to do it with, like, dexterity of some kind, but... Brute force would not probably work that well. I'll do it. Give me a day. You'd have to use probably thieves' tools or tinkers' tools to do it. Well, we have tinkers' tools. I'll use them. I've been amazing at them so far, but I'll give you a chance. I will get a 21. You're able to move one side of the goggles. Nice. We want to bet that they're literally tinker toys. And I will try the other goggles. Okay. That'll be a 18. Those ones crack when you pull them out. Damn, they cracked. Still good. Um, Somebody can give me an Arcana check of some kind. 12. Great. I got a 13. I'm just going to look through them. Um, When you look through them, things seem incredibly clear. Like, you notice minute details that you almost never would see. Hmm. Should go check out the chicks. You don't get the headaches anymore. 
um, looking looking down, like you can see all the way to the base of the tower and like across the land, like much farther than you'd expect to see normally. Nice. Did anybody roll me Arcana or no? Twelve. I got a thirteen. Okay. You can see really good with these. <clears throat> we should probably hang on to a pair. They might be useful someday. We'll hang on to the good pair or sell the bad pair. The, whenever somebody wants to attune to them on a short rest, you'll find out their eyes are the eagle. Um, you have advantage on perception checks that rely on sight. And in clear visibility, you can make out details of extremely distant creatures and objects as small as two feet across. Just put them in the bag of loot stuff for now. Sure. Bag of heavy, clangy things that yeah. ever smash into each other. Actually, just wear them, and you can tell things. Well, you but don't hit me. Uh, you hit a guy with glasses, really? Yeah, you should wear them. I think you'd look really cool. So, what would you guys like to do next time? You long rest. <laughs> okay. A long and uneventful rest, just to be clear. Okay. Where are you going to do this? Down in the gnomes quarters that were at the level below. Okay. And we plan on locking the door, barricading the door, jiggering up the crossbow Trap with the dragon the bolt arrows and locking all the things and wiring it to the door so okay. that whoever comes in, it's you're able to get a long rest. It's not really an uneventful rest because you're purely getting yelled at by a gnome voice from the walls, mm-hmm. but nothing attacks you. Yeah, um, what level are you guys right now? Six, six. And you did not level last time, correct? Okay. Cool. Fifth or sixth? Sixth. No wonder you kept going down. God. Jesus. You have one job. <laughs> one job. That's right. a bunch of things. I'll level up the six here. Okay, you're six. Everybody else is seven now. <laughs> so it's 10.30. This feels like a reasonable time to break. So we level? Yeah. Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast is brought to you by Theron Von Productions. Dungeon the Dragons 5th Edition and Tales of the Yawning Portal are both published by Wizards of the Coast. For more information, check out www.chippewavalleygeek.com. Be sure to tune in next time when the Jadehawks encounter Ascending Action. The recorder is on. Bring out the gold, Jerry. <laughs> Loading wise assery now. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> I'm such a horrible person. There's just 
lady at work I don't really get along with. And she has been coughing I'm up a by storm. This. Like for the last month. And every time I hear her coughing, there's a little happy voice in my head that says, maybe it's lung cancer. <laughs> BJ says, be there shortly. Sorry. Are you fucking shitting me? Audience at home. Eight fourteen. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Sorry. What's the last thing a drummer says before he gets thrown out of the band? Hey guys, I wrote a song. <laughs> drummer always keeps their sticks up on the dashboard when they drive, so they can park in the handicapped spots. That's the extent of my drummer jokes. How can you tell when a harmonica player is at your door? Hmm. He doesn't know when to come in and he can't find the key. Booyah. Jesus, dude. I picked cookies to make the place smell nice. D&D. She's oddly accepting of it, so that's a good sign. <laughs> do you need some video of that so you can explain it to her? Yes, I think I do. <laughs> oh, God. This is what we do. <laughs> She's like, I think I can annoy you with all my phone chatter. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> all I'm saying is when Seventh Harry Potter movie, when they hit the the locket with the sword, there was a naked, smoky Emma Watson for the next couple minutes. And that's a plus in my mind. I realize it's going to be magic that she really wasn't really naked. We're going to cover all this, obviously. Remember, folks, stay woke. (laughs) (laughs) Hellcats and hockey sticks coming to a feed near you. We went down to the Shakespeare Festival over the weekend and I kept wanting to tweet Winona, I am in you. And then like, follow up tweet college era me always imagined being able to shout that having a much different context. (laughs) (laughs) But I figured that would be unwoke. Our listening audience, do you think that's unwoke? (laughs) Tweet your response to (laughs) at Chip Valley D. (laughs) Please send your hate mail. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay.